BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How you doing? Y'all, I'm doing great. I'm in my office, I'm video recording this, I'm trying to be professional, and I'm in a very comfortable dress by Old Navy. A lot to talk about there. We're going to get into it. Uh, what's going on? Everything good? I hope you're feeling well, feeling hydrated, still hot out there. I put a nice slice of cucumber in my water today, and I'm feeling refreshed. Listen, I've got a lime green little dress on. I look adorable. These are my favorite cotton dresses on the planet. Before I get into everything, um, I want to say something, okay? I'm going to go on a little tangent here. And it's about Old Navy in the best way possible. So, you know, I have basically had Old Navy on my vision board for uh, years. Why? Because I love them. Because Old Navy, through the years, has been one of the best stores that has always made sizes for me, for you, for me. I know I can go into any Old Navy and I can find something in my size, something cute, something that fits. I'm wearing these little cotton t-shirt dresses that I got in every freaking color. I'm wearing the neon one right now, but I have it in tie-dye, dark gray, blue, all of it. And I started wearing all the rock star jeans and all the Old Navy gear when I was on tour in 2019. And people started to take notice. They're like, those are the cutest jeans ever. Where are they from? I'm like, they're from freaking Old Navy. Okay. I'm not messing around. And so many people started buying the jeans and I got to go out to San Francisco and do a tour of their headquarters and meet. I got to meet their like CEO and it was the most incredible opportunity. And I was just, I got to, if you will, peek behind the curtains of the brand. And I was very impressed with what they were doing. So my buddy Chris and I were out there and I actually went out and started to try on a bunch of jeans for them. They're like, you know, we want your feedback. Anytime anybody's like, we want your opinion on something, I'm like, I'm here for it, okay? So here I was at the headquarters. This is back in 2019, and I'm trying on all their jeans. Tried on every single pair. I probably tried on 30 pairs of jeans. Was trying on sweaters, activewear, all of it. And they were like, give us your feedback. We want the fit on this. Because you know I've got those thick neck but very thin ankles. And it's been really cool to see how the brand is, has evolved and progressed over the years and just how they basically, like, I went out there and told them this needs to be fixed. I want that, this. And they literally implemented it into their stores. And so it's a very cool thing that I kind of get to share this news about what Old Navy is doing is they're, they're doing this campaign. It's called Bada Quality. 
where they want you to be able to go into any Old Navy store or online and buy what you want in the size that you want and not have to like, hi, excuse me, where's the plus size section? If you were like me, you're a husky kid. You always had to say, where's the big and tall in the back? Oh, down by a garage. So not even in the mall. Oh, a box fell off the back of the men's warehouse truck. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Oh, this is supposed to go to the men's department, but instead you'll try and put it on me. That's why I love going Old Navy. There's one down the street from my house and I crush it. So Old Navy basically talked to a bunch of different women across America and they were like, what do y'all want? And I raised my hand and I commented and I called them and I was like, listen, this is what I want. I want to be able to go into a store, pick off any rack, see my size and see models that are my size. You know, it's so frustrating. You're like, yeah, I'd love to go in and buy a sweater, but I have no idea what that's going to look like out of me because this model is not the same size as me. So they decided in their stores, they're going to have an accurate representation of what we all look like, which is a badass thing. There'll be no special plus size section in the stores. They'll feature mannequins from size 4, 12, 18, and all of their clothes are going to be together. You can go to one section. You're like, I see a cute sweater section. I'm going to go find my size with all the other cute sweaters. You know what? I know I have a lot of female listeners, but people constantly ask me, where is that from? That's a cute shirt. Where is that from? Dude, Old Navy, this dress, this adorable dress, Old Navy. I don't know how else to tell you, except I've been putting you on that good, good. And now it's really cool to see this company across the board just fight for, to me, what seems like helping out. They're helping me out. It's a selfish thing, I guess. But that they have fully integrated shopping experiences in-store and online and there's no different price. That's the other thing. You know, my mom's a petite woman and I'm like, if your sweater is $10 cheaper than mine because mine has a larger thread count, I'm going to be pissed. It's just very cool to see what they're doing. And I've always been a big fan of theirs. And hey, Old Navy, I'm glad we're teaming up with the podcast, but I cannot wait to do the Christmas commercial. Please, it's on my vision board. Me in a crisp Old Navy sweater with some other like famous comedian. I mean, I always get the Old Navy pajamas. That's what we wear every Christmas. We get 10 pair each. Tradition will never die. And I get the 4th of July t-shirt. If you don't, what are you even doing with your life? Here's the other thing too, which is, you know, people always tell me, Heather, start your own clothing brand. Well, first of all, you got to have investors. So, you know, working on that. That's the thing. It's not everybody who is a different size. Just say you're bigger than a size 10. Doesn't mean that we all have the same shape body. So that was the other cool thing. When I went into Old Navy, even back in 2019, they were like, all right, we want to size you and figure out what fits you. And then even Chris, we, he was trying out a bunch of stuff. And they're like, just give us feedback, give us feedback. And that's important to me when a business does that. So just because you're a size 16 doesn't mean you're six feet tall. Like what happens if you're a size 16 and you're two feet? You know, you're four foot. Well, Old Navy brought in somebody with the, that shape and they're going to figure it out. And that's friggin' awesome. So they fit every style of jeans on 398 different body types to make sure they look fire on your body. And that's, I just love it. To me, that's empowering. So whenever you ask me, if you see me on the road and you're like, Heather, where's that from? That's all Navy. Where do you think? Been trying to put y'all on that good, good. And now we're really putting you on the good, good. But I also find it very refreshing to be a part of the body equality campaign because it's just, it's too exhausting. Life is too short to try and look like the person next to you. It's too tiring. I wear my cotton dresses. I flex that thin ankle. My hair is usually a hot mess. 
I've always got a pink lip gloss on and I'm doing me. Are my eyelashes currently at this moment falling off? 100%. I glued them on at 8 a.m. It's five now. But it's nice that there are places that you can go. And I'm like, I know I can get a sweater there. I, I was literally running late to this podcast in Nashville. It was a big deal for me. And I panicked. I was like, this outfit doesn't look good. And I was like, done. Let's go. Let's go to Old Navy. And Tina and I went to Old Navy and we tore it up. Tore it up. So it's very cool to see what I find respectful companies making stuff that's, that fits everybody. That's an answer to a solution. Thank God. So, hey, hit an Old Navy store. Get in there. See what they're about. You know, you want a skinny jean? Hit them, hit the old Navy. Because they want everybody to feel good about what they're wearing. And that's important. That's really important. And that's what it's about. We're going to get into the voicemails. I am thrilled to hear what y'all have been up to, what's going on. And uh, let's get into it. As always, you can call the hotline 800-213-7503. Let's see what you guys have been up to. We're going to get into it. Hi, Heather. It's Megan from Portland, Oregon. I have absolutely yes for you. So within the course of 2020, 2021, I have been through it in terms of heartbreak. COVID has done nobody favors, especially those trying to navigate dating. And I'm just recently out of another four-month situation where a grown man in his 30s decides he isn't mature enough to be in a relationship. Anyways, on the side for the past two and a half years, I've had what I like to call a Scottish pen pal. Um, Now, we're not actually swapping letters back and forth, but we matched on Tinder in early 2019 and started talking. We never got to actually meet up, but somehow have kept in communication all this time. Now, the UK is finally opening back up. We are both vaccinated and we're actually now planning a week together in London in September to finally meet in person and see what happens. I'm not a fool. I have all this info, including full work bio, company website. I've shared my location with my friends in London for safety precautions. And overall, I'm nervous, but finally excited for the first time in a while. And of course, I've been met with haters being like, oh, but you listen to murder podcasts. But the truth is I've done all my due diligence to make sure this is as safe as possible. And the reality is that dating, wherever it is, is a risk and one you have to take if you ever want to find success. I know you get it. And I've had people judge you for traveling and living your truth and best life as it is right now. And the same as you, I want kids one day and all that jazz. But I have to honor and support the life I have right now. So absolutely yes to leaning into the stage in life you're in this moment taking risks, and living your outlander fantasy. Love you. Thank you for making me go through all this shite. Bye. Okay. Well, that was the sweetest voicemail I've ever heard. I love it. An outlander fantasy? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Okay. You told us, of course, I clenched a little bit when I heard you're going abroad. You haven't met this guy, but you did say you've taken every safety precaution. I would also, whatever hotel you're staying at, I would let your hotel know. Like, you know, just as long as you're being safe, I am down for it. And surely you're not dumb enough to like have never FaceTimed the guy. You know, that was the thing on Catfish, the wildest thing. They're always like, we never FaceTimed. So they would get catfished because they would never be asked to FaceTime. And they'd always come up with some ridiculous excuse. My phone doesn't work. My computer's broken. You know, my eye is swollen. You're like, that's not a thing. I need to see you face to face. It is what it is. So as long as you FaceTime, you know who you're meeting up with, I'm down. You meet in a public place. You do not stay at his house immediately. 
You stay at a hotel. You bring, you can bring them back to the hotel, but you let everybody, when you're checking in, you're like, listen, I am here for my lover's abroad trip. This is a photo of him. This is a photo of me. If you see, you know, we, we like a bat signal. You let them know. As long as you're being safe, I'm here for it. And also, can I be honest with you? This whole idea that it's like, you couldn't find someone in the States. No, you probably can't. America's on friggin' fire. You know what I mean? My poor mom's been on the online dates for five years and it's rough. I say, go to Scotland. Have the time of your life. I hope he shows up in a kilt with a glass of malt whiskey and it talks to you like Braveheart and he says, come to my castle. I don't know what that was. Castle is a hard, hard Scottish word to say castle. Oh my God, if you haven't seen Outlander, it is the sexiest show. The first episode's a little slow, but then once you get in it, you are in it and it is fire. Honey, I am praying you get dicked down in Scotland, rolling through the highlands. And I'm telling you this, and I have said it so many times, there is something about the men in Scotland. It doesn't matter if you're 102, if you're 22, every age, every man in Scotland is so handsome. And I'm a Scottish woman. I'm a rare breed, built like a strong Highlander. But the the men are so handsome. And you know what? Honestly, a lover pin pal is pretty great. As long as you know you won't get murdered, I am here for it. Go abroad. Oh my God, an abroad pin pal, an abroad lover. How much fun is that? Instead, if you're like in the stage, you're like, oh, I got to meet a guy in Michigan. We're going to go meet at the Detroit airport and see if we connect. Oh, God. Actually, Detroit airport is very fancy. If you're in the Delta Terminal, because it's a hub, it's very fancy. It's like, what if you meet a guy in the States and then you find out he lives in like, you know, Jekyll Island? Like, (laughs) what do you do? What do you do? I'm thrilled for you. Absolutely, yes. And listen, we're at this point. I've been saying on all these podcasts, what do we have to lose? You got nothing to lose. You might as well go for it. What do you have to lose? Nothing. You got nothing except maybe getting murdered. So again, safety first. Whatever you do, safety first. Please, for the love of God, safety first. But then when you know the scene is safe and you go in there, you want to, I don't see nothing wrong. Hey, you know what I mean? Getting freaky. Oh, God. Ladies, I will say too, if you are single, the men in Scotland, and they're just fire. They are fire. Scotsmen are thick, juicy, manly, a lot of chest hair. They play rugby. They know how to ride a horse. Go for it, girl. Don't ever look back. Just keep friggin' going. Oh, I am so here for it. And don't listen. Everybody's gonna have an opinion. And if you have a girlfriend, you get a girlfriend, Margaret, and she's like, I don't know where you're going over there. I just think like you couldn't find someone here. You go, no. And look who you married. How are things going with Daryl? Not great, are they? Move along. I'm going to miss my flight to Lovertown. Again, I would really appreciate it if you check back in. Let us know you're safe. You know, tag me on Instagram. When you meet the guy, please tag me on Instagram of a photo of you guys together. I would love to know. You know, I love a good love story. I'm here for it. I'm I'm here to build people up and make sure you feel like you got this. But tag me so I know you're safe. That's awesome. Absolutely, yes. And I like starting out with an absolute yes, but trust and believe. We got a couple absolute knots. Let's get into them. Dear women everywhere, let's start a fashion revolution. Old Navy is changing the shopping game with bod equality. Bod equality means 
size equality, price equality, and style for women everywhere. That's right. Old Navy is making every one of its styles in every size with no difference in price because we deserve it. And our sisters and moms and friends do too. Old Navy's body quality started with you, the customer. Old Navy read thousands of product reviews, conducted thousands of interviews, went on shopping trips with real customers to hear what you had to say. And they really, really listened. If you've ever wished you could shop with your friends, Old Navy heard you. They made every size from double zero to 28 available in every store with no special sections. So you can go in the store and find everything in the place where it all should be together. You want to close that fit on real women's bodies. And Old Navy heard you. They spent years listening, studying, modeling, testing, refining, and perfecting. That so you and women everywhere can have amazing fashion that celebrates each of us as we are. Body quality means that now in every store, you'll see new mannequins in multiple sizes. And online, you can see the styles you love on models in sizes 4, 12, and 18. It means a consistent, comfortable fit for every size, double zero through 30, extra small through 4X. Took years of work, tons of revisions, thousands of people, including customers, to create this fully integrated shopping experience. That's Body Quality, a revolutionized shopping experience for women everywhere. See oldnavy.com slash B-O-D-E-Q-U-A-L-I-T-Y, that's Body Quality, for additional details, styles subject to availability. Oh my God, I have it absolutely not. Okay, I'm a nurse at a hospital and I actually just got recently sent to HR for <laughs> something on the internet. It was PG though, but I had my badge on, so can't name the hospital and I don't want to name the city cause it'll get a little dicey. Long story short, I was triaging patient in the emergency room and she <laughs> had a laceration on the outside of her arm. It was pretty open, pretty open. And I was trying to help this girl out cause it's been crazy with COVID. There's like a 10 hour wait. And literally, it's an hour wait in the lobby all night long. And so I was like, let me run across, see if we can get a PA to try and fit you up really cool fast. I walk out across the hall. She steals my bag. I get notifications 45 minutes later. And this is like a locked unit. I have her in a triage room, and my bag is in a cabinet. She goes through the cabinets while I'm not in there, steals it. I get a notification from Amex on my app, $750 Walmart, $500 at a shoe department. I was like, oh, my gosh. Long story short, we pull up all the footage. Her and her dad smuggled my bag out, smuggled the nurse's bag out that was trying to expedite her process and get her stitched up. And just absolutely not to that. And absolutely not to mess. Thanks. All right. Let me get this straight. So you're working in the triage. You're in the ER. It's already high stress. Thank you for being a frontline worker. We're so grateful for your help. And you're, you have a woman with a arm that's split open. You're trying to do a whip stitch on her real quick. She and her father grab your pocketbook and skeet out of town. Also, like, how do you go buy something after that? You like run into a store and you have a completely bleeding arm and you're like, here's the here's an Amex. I want to buy a TV. How does that work? Wouldn't you, if you're the person checking them out of the store, be like, ma'am, you're bleeding. I don't know if this is gonna, this seems like a no. Listen, no good deed goes unpunished. You know it, I know it. Here we are trying to save the world, be better people. And then the next thing, no, you're like, let me step outside real quick so I can get some numbing cream so I can sew your arm up. Next thing you know, she's boarding a a flight to Cancun, booking an all-inclusive on your credit. 
No good deed goes unpunished. That is wild. Absolutely not. Also, what's so crazy with all of this, it's like if you actually do have a split arm that's open, you know, a deep ingrown hair somewhere in your loins that you think is something worse, but you still take yourself to the ER, you're waiting a while. Wow. I mean, also too, I'm sure in that situation, because you're used to like emergencies, you're like, okay, I've seen a lot of things, but are you thinking that you're going to get robbed at work? Probably not. Also, I love that you already got sent to HR (laughs) for something on the internet. See, that's why I just podcast and I do comedy because I am my own HR. You know, it's already a mess. It's kind of like, I think in order to be a politician these days, you have to put everything out there. You're like, I got to tell you all the people that I hooked up with in college and just go ahead and put it out there because somebody will eventually find it. So let me just go ahead and give it to you. But wow, I cannot believe that. I'm so sorry. That's also hilarious. Robbed, Rob blind. It's like being Mother Teresa getting stabbed in the back while you're trying to help. Wow, that tickled me pink. I'm sorry, but you know what? You're doing the Lord's work and that's all we can ask for. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hey, Heather, this is Tazaria from Minneapolis, Minnesota. I actually met you at your little bachelorette party at the Hewing Hotel in Minneapolis last year. I've got an absolutely not to women excusing their husband's lack of helpfulness. For context, I come from a family of eight and I was home with all my siblings and all of our kids and husbands this weekend. And unfortunately, the only husband who ever helped clean up, cook, tend to the children was my husband. So at night, my sisters and sister-in-laws were talking about one of the husbands who really doesn't help with anything. And while we're talking, I made a comment about my husband and trying to relate saying, you know, certain things he doesn't help with and how every so often I have to confront him. So as I'm saying this, one of my sisters tells me how amazing my husband is and how I can't complain about him. Absolutely not. It's as if she thought, I can't hold my husband accountable for things because he does more than their shitty husbands do. Excuse me, we live in 2021. Both of us work and both of us need to split house and kid duties 50-50. And I'm not entitled because I hold my husband to that standard. It just annoys me that women still live in this old mentality that women have to do all the housework and child rendering when nowadays we also are expected to thrive in our careers. We can't freaking do it all. Lean the fuck out, ladies. Oh, wow. I like that. Lean out, ladies. Let's lean out. We've been leaning in for so long, but lean out and let the men do some damn dishes. I hear you on that. It is funny um, when you do get in a group and you do have a helpful husband or you have like a loving, tender relationship, and then you have the one girl in the group who can't stand stand her spouse. You know it. I know it. And so as soon as you say one thing, like you have a, a common language with your spouse, like Jeff knows. When I'm ticked off, he knows. For the most part, we, I mean, I feel blessed. We have a fairly good communicative relationship. But when he really goes over the edge, like sometimes he really pisses me off. I'm like, no, you're going to help me out with this. And if somebody were to chime in and be like, honestly, honestly, you shouldn't say anything to him. He does a lot. Yeah, it's because your husband, Mark, hasn't gotten off the friggin' couch to put up his Loose chicken bones from the wings we put in the air fryer. Lean out, ladies. That's what we need to do. Lean out. Let somebody else do the work. It's like for the longest time we've had to prove I am worthy. This is what I'm doing. I, you know, I can compete at the same level, but we're all in this together now. Now it's time to lean out. Instead of leaning in, asking for more. We did it. We got it. But we also expect you to meet us halfway. And now we're going to lean out. 
Also, there is nothing more uncomfortable than when you're at like a friend's gathering and there's that one husband in the group that nobody can stand. And you see your friend get frustrated with his behavior and you're like, you just have to sit there and there's nothing you can say. There's nothing you can say. And you want to reprimand him though. You want to take him outside, take him behind the truck and just be like, let me tell you something right now, Rick. I've about had it. If you don't help my girl, Jessica in there, clean up the apple pie a la mode, I swear to God, we will all hunt you down tomorrow on your way to work. It's just uncomfortable for everybody. Like nobody knows what to do. Oh God, lean out. Some days you just got to, Lean out too much money. You can't stop me. Lean out. I always thought it was so funny. I had a girlfriend of mine. She said her husband was watching their baby for the weekend. Obviously parenting. That's called parenting. And he took their son to the soccer game. And somebody was like, oh, you're babysitting this weekend. And her husband was like, no, I'm, I'm fathering. I'm parenting. I'm not babysitting my own child. I'm, I'm being a dad. This whole idea that like men babysit. No, if you're a father, I'm the mom, I'm mothering, you're fathering or whatever. That's what it is. We're parenting. Only time you have a babysitter is when your 14-year-old niece comes over and watches the kids so you can go to the Cheesecake Factory and have a couple marks. Come on. Are you babysitting my own children? (laughs) Okay, Scott, get out of here. Absolutely not. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. This is Emily from Ohio. And I just want to say absolutely not to brides putting toilet paraphernalia on their registries. I'm sorry, but you know, most of my friends are like pushing 30. And if you're putting a toilet bowl, scrubber, stainless steel plunger caddy and toilet rug on your registry, Like, I'm sorry, but I just can't. Like, I can't go any further looking at your registry. Interested to know what you think on this. Um, But anyways, just want to say, love the podcast. You make me laugh every week. You're doing a great job. (laughs) Love and light. Thanks. Love you, Heather. Bye. All right. We're talking about toilets, toilet gear on a registry. Uh, Was this a bridal shower, baby shower? I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Absolutely not. You're telling me you don't have a toilet bowl cleaner? You need a new rack for for the rolls? Come on. Now, registries in general are kind of a a controversial topic here in my household because my husband's from New York and he doesn't get it. He does not understand why you need a Lily Pulitzer throw pillow. He's like, "Uh, hello, hello. Just give me cold, hard cash. I mean, people get audacious with their registries in the first place. You can't go to a store and just buy a damn toilet bowl scrubber. You can't go down to, I don't know, the Grove and get what you need. This is crazy. Go to the container store. Live your life. So ridiculous. You know what I want? A down payment for, I don't know, one of those new Ford Broncos that are cool that came back. Pay for my honeymoon. Give me cash. Maybe a freshwater pearl from Hawaii. (laughs) Just surprise me. It's either money or a surprise. I like that. I can already tell Jeff's like, I don't, do not surprise me. God, I feel bad. Most of the weddings that I went to, like in my early, early 20s, I was so broke. I never bought them a gift. I was like, your gift? I know you want me to get you like, you know, $80 worth of plates, but I can't. So your gift is me spending $600 to fly across country to come to this wedding when I know you're probably going to be divorced in a couple of years, but that's okay. I owe a lot of people wedding gifts and I apologize. I'm going to say it right now. I do. I do. I do. I owe you a wedding gift. I'm sorry. If you got married really before 30, so only in the last... Four years have I gotten anybody anything decent? And I learned. 
just you envelope of cash. And that's what we've been doing. But in my 20s, if you invited me to your wedding, you probably did not get a gift because I could not afford it. And I apologize. I apologize. I should have gone to, you know, Chipotle less and come giving you the toilet bowl brush that you needed. <laughs> Deep eye roll. You don't need it. Get your life together. Figure it out. That's where I'm at. Thank you for calling. Let's get into the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. My name is Ashley from Chicago. And I was just listening to one of your podcasts where you talked about, it was one from the archives. You were talking about how you forgot your dad was dead and you tried to call him. It's not the same, but at all. But my stepdad of 25 years, I'm 28 years old. So he came into my life when I was three, just walked out on my mom and I and left her for a uh, 29-year-old woman. Again, I'm 28. And I feel like I live in this alternate universe where he died in my life. Like he no longer exists and no one else really acknowledges it. You know, I don't ever want to bring it up to my mom, but it's like this presence. He's gone. It's like he's died. And it's just really hard. Like, I just wanted to call him and ask him a question, but I, I, I can't. He's just ghosted. At first, I tried calling and he didn't answer. And, you know, this happened maybe six or seven months ago. So, you know, we have no contact. And, you know, my friends don't talk about it. Nobody talks about it. And it's just um, a weird pill to swallow. And on PMS, and I usually don't cry. So sorry about that. But yeah, weird times. Weird times. Also, uh, I hate men. All right. Bye-bye. Ashley. It's okay. Let it out, girl. That's what I'm here for. I was crying two days ago, weeping, and I, of course, started my period today. So that's where we're at. This is an interesting one. And I'll tell you why. I mean, obviously, just because, you know, it's hard. I, I 100% hear what you're saying. Totally get it. But it's so wild because it's like, yeah, it is like a death in the family. It's somebody who's been a father figure to you for 20 plus years, and then they just by, it is like a death. Also, what a fucking coward. You know what I mean? Let's just go ahead and say, what a fucking coward. And this is not justifying any of his actions towards your mom because we know that that wasn't the right thing to do either. But like you're his daughter, stepdaughter, whatever, it doesn't matter. That was your dad. And he's just a little baby back bitch and goes to you. Fuck that. You're allowed to be upset. You know what I found too? And this doesn't excuse people's behavior. But again, you're going to find the people who've gone through stuff. You're going to find the people who have been through a divorce or been through a death and you're going to connect with them. And you just have to really honor and love on those relationships and just nourish those relationships. But don't expect, and it's no really fault of theirs. Don't expect to have like a really cathartic conversation with somebody who hasn't been through shit. And listen, we're blessed to have people in our lives who haven't had drama. We're not saying that everybody's got to go through the valley of the shadow of the death to get it. But you know what I'm saying? Just prepare yourself and prepare your heart that if you're going to lunch with a girlfriend whose life right now is easy breezy, maybe this isn't the conversation to have. And if she tries to bring it up, you say, hey, you know, hey, Tiff, I got to be honest with you. Today's not the day. Let's just, let's talk about what's going on with you. And hopefully they can pick up on those social cues and just honor the way you're feeling. But yeah, it is like a death. You know, I had two other voicemails from two girls that were like, it's, they were talking about how their dad had passed and how they tried to call him the other day. And it's something I constantly do. And like, I'm about to go out on tour. And I think about 
all the ways that my dad would be involved, how he'd be flying me around or trying to run security or running the merch table. And it's all the happy things in your life that you realize that they're going to miss. Or are you like, I go to call my dad about business advice. Hey dad, what do I do about this with my taxes? And he's not there. And of course I can call, you know, my mom is knows about this or call my sister or Jeff, but it's not the same. You want to call that person. But the fact of the matter is, let's just be real fucking honest. Now I'm getting angry. You know, you go through the different stages of grief. I'm pissed. This guy sounds like a pussy. No, what did I say before? We're not going to call anybody a pussy. A ball son. Okay. You can't pick up the phone and have an honest conversation with your daughter. Ugh. Can you feel the deep eye roll from me? The deep eye roll. I'm so sorry. I'm genuinely so sorry you're going through this. And you're allowed to feel like it's a death. But you know what I kind of love? We do need to find out where he is. Throw him a fake surprise party at work. If you know where he works, call his coworkers. Be like, pretend you're like, a. Fl- oh, okay, here we go. You know his birthday. You know, probably know where he works. Call pretending to be the new girlfriend and be like, I want to surprise him at work and just send him a thing. Send in a mariachi band, a cake, and balloons. It'll cost you maybe a max of a hundred bucks and say it's from another girl. Be like, love, Charlotte. And then the new girlfriend will be like, who the fuck, Charlotte? I just always want to stir the pot. If he is still alive and it's allowed to feel like a death, but if he is still alive, let's mess with him. Oh God, what is an older man? Oh, you're going to leave your mom for a 28-year-old? What is a 28-year-old doing? This is what these homewreckers don't realize. If you think, my mom used to always say, if you think that the young girl's going to come in and she's not going to want the private school for the kids and the same house and the boat and all this shit, you're out of your mind. But the way that he just has excommunicated you is not fair to you. And I'm hearing it and I'm feeling it and I'm sorry that you're going through that because that's friggin' unfair. But I think we should prank him at work. And slowly and surely, without a doubt, just burn a slow fire in that relationship. And then that way you're like, I didn't do it. What are you talking about? Send an edible arrangement from Charlotte with the wink face to his work. It'll get back to the new girlfriend. Don't you worry. You just slowly, you kill him with kindness. I know it's easier to say. And I know you're really just saying like you're pissed. You're allowed to be pissed. You're allowed to be sad. But I do think guarding your heart on having conversations with maybe people who've been through divorce, who've lost a parent. I think that's probably the only, the only way to set yourself up for success, to be emotionally supported. You're going to have to find the group of people who've been there before, you know? And it doesn't have to be this specific thing where somebody else got, you know, walked out on, on their other, by their stepdad. But, but find people who've been in a like-minded situation and just guard your heart around the people who probably don't get it because plenty of people don't. To this day, there's still days where I do a deep eye roll, you know? Where, where somebody said something and they have good intentions. Nine times out of 10, they do, but you're just like, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear it. You have no idea how privileged you are about having your dad in your life. And I'm sorry you're going through that. That is some bullshit. And it's not men. We can't say we ain't men. We don't. We don't like it when you have a great responsibility as a father, as a provider, as a partner, and then they drop the ball. It can go both ways. But in your case, I, I, I understand what you're saying and I hear you. And I'm sorry that you're going through it. And this is what this whole podcast is about, is us having these moments where you can get together and bitch about stuff and then pull each other together and be like, okay, this is advice on this, you know? And is some of it so stupid? Yeah, of course it is. You know what's really stupid? Having toilet bowl cleaners on your wedding registry. You know what else is stupid? Going to the ER and robbing your nurse. You know what's smart though? Going to Scotland and finding a lover. 
living on the edge. Do something for yourself. I hear you. If there are any listeners who have been through this, I'd love if you have any advice for a friend here. Call into the hotline, 800-213-7503, and maybe we can get another fresh take on it. We're all in this together, y'all. We're all looking for love. We're all trying to hold onto our handbags. We're all trying to lean out a little bit. You just sit there and you compare your family to the next person's. We're all just trying to figure it out. But we'll do it together because that's all we got some days. And that's the most important thing. Thank you for sharing all your thoughts with me. Thanks for the absolutely nots, absolutely yeses. And I hear you. And I love you. And we're going we're gonna to figure it out. And I'm excited to be back on the road because I'm excited to hear these stories and to see y'all in person and to figure out like, what's everybody been up to? Like, what are we doing? What have you been through? What have I been through? What have we all been through as a collective? We got to figure it out. Because a lot of us are like, I don't know what's happening. And I really genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate you guys sharing these stories. Again, you can always call into the hotline, 800-213-7503. I'll see you on another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I love you. I mean it. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.